You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, chums. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast. I am Phil Vestal. And I'm Erin Vestal. And we are so glad to have you here with us today on another episode of the Rua Space Podcast, where we discuss how we can make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And today we are continuing our series, What Does the Bible Say About? And our spiritual discipline that we're focusing on this week is the Sabbath. Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. I am so excited. Friends, this is one of my... Are we allowed to have favorite spiritual disciplines? <laughs> if it... If it's not okay, it's not my favorite. But it's fine. I this this particular spiritual discipline has captured my heart and my imagination for a very, very long time. And um, we've practiced it in a variety of different ways. And I think as a family, we've started to come to a practice of the Sabbath that really is working for all of us. And we are so excited to share with you today, um, not only the biblical importance of it, but some practical ways that the Sabbath helps you and reasons why it's worth doing today. Yeah. And for us with, with scripture, it begins right in the beginning. I mean, literally built into the Genesis creation of one. the universe, Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Uh, so while well, getting into Genesis 2, but um, after God finishes creation uh, in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God sort of exemplifies for us this rhythm of six days of work and one day of rest. And I mean, that's then why God builds it into the Ten Commandments, right? In Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 20, when Israel is entering the land and God is explaining to them, here's how you're going to live differently. Here's Mm -hmm. how you're going to represent me to the world by living a different way so that people may come to know God. He says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals. Even the animals get a rest nor any foreigner residing in your towns for in six days. So here it refers back to God saying this, this invitation is based on what God himself did. So for in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, Sabbath day and made it holy. Mm-hmm. So it's this kind of built in rhythm to creation where God is allowing us to rest, saying, I mean, it's built into our name, right? We call ourselves human beings, right? I mean, it may sound cheesy, but we weren't human doings, right? I mean, that actually means something. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're meant to be in creation, we're meant to be in relationship with God. The Sabbath, our name being Rua Space, space for the spirit, from Ruach, Hebrew, meaning breath and spirit. The Sabbath is the ultimate space creator. Mm -hmm literally built into our lives, an invitation by God to say, you have to toil and do these things these other days. But on this day, 
I want you to rest and experience the goodness of life, the goodness of a relationship with God, goodness of relationship with others, goodness of being present to yourself, goodness of being with the creation. It's just an invitation to goodness without feeling like you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like literally yeah. I want you to stop. It's a God-ordained reason to put your work aside for a day, one day a week, and allow yourself the time to relax, to daydream, to read your Bible, to go for a walk, to play a game with your kid. Like it's it's a sacred space where you don't have a to-do list or a should-do list or a honey-do list. You're you Those are, are the worst list. <laughs> <laughs> I try kidding. to keep them very short. <laughs> um, so, it, but it's this, it's this blessing of a time where you have the permission from your Creator, the God of the universe, to set it aside and just enjoy this life that He's given you. Enjoy eating a nice meal. Enjoy being outside in His creation. There's just this this wonderful freedom. When you get to do that and experience that and not just one time, like on a vacation, you know, we look forward to vacations and we think, oh, we finally get a break and you soak it and you go, oh, I need another vacation now. But you can have that one day a week if you can take the time to structure this discipline into your life. And that's probably the biggest hurdle right there when it comes to Sabbath making time, Sabbath time making. Um, It's that hurdle of not being sure we believe we can really do it. Yeah, well, we're trained, especially nowadays, to be busy. Right. right? We ask people, how are you doing? Oh, so busy. Which is always a funny answer to me because we all have 24 hours in the day that we're going to, unless you're dead, you're going to spend them doing something. Mm-hmm. So we're all doing the same amount of 24 hours. But I think it's a badge of honor. In our right. society, the busier you are, the better off you are perceived to be or the more important you're perceived to be. I mean, I remember back when I was in high school, it was, this is going to sound so silly, but it was almost a competition amongst us who had the busier schedule. And so you'd talk about a weekend and they'd be like, well, I had this and this and this, and then I had to go here and then my parents had me do this and then I had to finish this project. And then the next person would say, well, yeah, well, I had to travel for the sports tournament and so I was gone. You know, there was this one-upping of busyness. And um, it's interesting because that was high school. And so you can look back and say, well, that was, you know, a long time ago. But I hear adults do this all the time still, where we say, oh, how's it going? Oh, you know, I'm so busy. I've, I've been doing this, and then I'm taking care of my mom, and then I'm taking care of this, and then my kids need these. And, and we accept it amongst each other. And yet how infrequently we share with each other, I'm looking forward to my Sabbath, because I could use a rest. And there's certainly times in life where it's truly busy yes like there are other emergencies there's <laughs> difficult things you know you do have a sick parent and a job and a sick kid and all kinds of stuff but we as a culture have come to believe that if it's not like that mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and that you can't stop that it's not okay to take a day off right but right i think one of my favorite things if you have never really let yourself daydream and picture a sabbath um, there's this fantastic book called Serve God, Save the Planet by Matthew Sleeth. And he outlines for you what a Sabbath could look like. And one of the things I love about in his chapter on the Sabbath is he talks about the irony of how as time has progressed, we've gotten more and more time-saving devices. And yet the more time-saving devices we have, 
the busier we've actually managed to become. Like back in the day when they invented the washer and the dryer, everyone was like, housewives are going to have so much time on their hands. You put the clothes in and it just does it for you. And yet this trend in our culture has been to say that once we save time in one way, we, we fill it in with another thing we need to be doing. And I think it's gotten even to the point, at least I've experienced this personally, that there are times then when I don't have something actually to do. And so I end up on my phone, quote unquote, doing things that aren't even important or significant, but there's such this drive to feel value by doing and being busy. It, it really is profound. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and when we finally slow down, it's to make that intentional space to say, I need to reconnect with God. Right. I need to reconnect with myself. I mean, that's what we've been talking about over and over. I mean, hopefully people who have been listening to the whole study will start to be like, well, that's the same thread as in the other ones. It's like, exactly, because... <laughs> it's like God all... had a purpose with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just like um, a physical workout. Well, it's going to build muscles. It's going to build cardiovascular mm-hmm. endurance, all this stuff. And, and these space creators are meant to help us hear from God better Yes, to hear our own lives and stories. Cause how often we get lost in the midst of our busyness. Right. So that we become our busyness and who we are actually gets lost in that. Right. And the Sabbath is a time to kind of reclaim again who we were meant to be. And one thing that's always stuck out to me is God, the creator of the universe took a Sabbath. Mm. Jesus, the most important human being to ever live took Sabbaths and he was only here for a few years, right? Starts his ministry at 30, didn't have his ministry going on for more than a few years and his dies and he takes a Sabbath. If we say I am too busy to take that same day off that the creator of the universe did, mm-hmm. that the savior of the world did, but me, Phil Vestal, I'm too important. If I take this day off, things are just going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the question doesn't even need to be asked, but there's a question of which have you not put yourself maybe in a position that you aren't meant for and maybe putting a pressure on yourself you can't really contain and And then something's missing. It is very humbling to, I think, particularly start. I think Sabbath, in my experience, has been one of those rhythms that getting going can be very difficult because we're so entrenched in our regular rhythms that to set aside one entire day a week for rest is just very profound and it it makes you really stop and think. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it, it really challenges us and it humbles us because you realize that, oh, I was missing from this for a day world keeps going. People keep doing their things. <laughs> not as important as you think. It's, I am not as important as I think. And my work is not as all-consumingly important as I think. Not that we don't all have important work to do. However, it, it has crossed my mind preparing for this episode that one of the things I think our Christian community has allowed is this lie that we don't really need to take a Sabbath. Or this this misconception that take an hour off and that's like having a Sabbath. And and no, really the scripture over and over and over and over. If you go like go somewhere like BibleGateway.com and type in Sabbath and look at how many times it comes up. This is this is not a one time phrase in the Bible that we then say this is worth building a rhythm of life around this comes up repeatedly and we're talking old testament we're talking new testament and god over and over and over is saying remember the sabbath 
and keep it holy. And holy means set apart. Holy means set apart. It's, it's, he keeps telling us because I think God recognizes we need to be reminded multiple times on this front. Take a day, set it apart to be holy. And that rhythm is just, is just life changing. And one thing we discovered, if I can keep going, am I? (laughs) Well, I, I see where you're going and I definitely want to do that. One thing, can I interject really quick? Yes. Um, well, that's why I paused. Perfect. No, when you were saying the 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 part of, oh, you can just take an hour. As you were saying that, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, oh, no, I can just have one more drink. Oh. Or, oh, no, I can. This oh, one yeah. time won't hurt. And, and that's the word of a, of someone who's addicted to something. Right. I could stop whenever I want to. Right. This doesn't really have control over me. I think as humans, we're addicted mm-hmm. to being busy, addicted to work. And Particularly in our culture. Because right. when do you even see, like when we lived in Africa, you would walk down the road and, man, everyone was late to everything. <laughs> because what would happen so hard is as they were walking, from, <laughs> I know, right? As they were walking from point A to point B, any person they passed along the way, they would stop to ask how they were doing. Yes, and not yeah. just how are you, but like, how are you? And then if it was a familiar person and they were being well... Um, hospitable. Hospitable. Thank you. Sorry. Um, if they were practicing hospitality, which in our area, everyone always was, they'd invite you in for a cup of tea. And then you'd have to roast some peanuts to go with your tea. And then before you know it, well, now now I've got to get on my way. And we don't see that in our culture anymore. People get in their car, they go point A to point B, you get out, you do your thing, you get back in your car, you go to point C. You There's this hurried attitude. And I think we've just lied to ourselves that, yeah. that we don't really need a day of rest. We're above it. Well, and, and truly then... If we can't set something aside, not only is it an addiction, but it's an idol. Mm. See, we like to think like, oh, idol worship doesn't happen today, right? Like there's no statues to Zeus, you know, I don't, I don't pray to Caesar, you know, um, the idols are much more subtle. They're a little, they, they're, or they're, they're a little more hidden. Mm. And I think when we say, no, 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 only an hour is okay because I've got to do this other thing. Then there's a sense in which that thing has control over you mm-hmm. and there's an invitation God is offering to say you weren't created to be owned by anything. Right. And I mean, I, I can't, I'll never forget when I was living in Jerusalem and I was probably 19 years old. And for, this Jewish Sabbath is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So when you're living in Jerusalem and it comes to be Friday and as an American, it's like, all right, now's the time to go have fun and hang out. Everything's closed. Like Friday night, they the, the the time when restaurants could make the most money of the whole week. I mean, go to any town anywhere in the U.S. What is the best night to be a restaurant? Friday night, Saturday night. And they were closed. Mm-hmm. Because they said it's more important that we set this time apart. Right. So I couldn't get my New York style pizza because they were literally closed. Right. And that just left an impression of, my goodness, they could be making bank and they've just shut down. Right. Because there's something more important. And the tricky thing for us, um, and again, when I say our culture, I'm speaking as an American in the American culture. Um, I presume there are other areas where this is also the case. But one of the hard things for us, which I think we have allowed to become a cop out or ex- an excuse now, is 
oh, back in the, I hear this a lot. Well, back in the day, things closed down and it was so nice. Oh, we all rested because everything was closed. It was so nice. And the challenge is now that we have to be able to practice this discipline and have the persistence to continue despite everything being open. And one thing that we've really taken to heart is that it's more important to set aside a day for the Sabbath and have that repeated rhythm in our lives than it is to have the same day as everybody else. Because what we found is most other people aren't necessarily taking that day set apart. You're not going to go back in time and have your whole town closed down because it's a Sunday afternoon. So you have to decide what 24 hours it's going to be. And it really, at least in my personal experience works best if it's a habitual so you aren't deciding every week when it's going to be because the the threat with that is one week you go well it's a really busy week I need to push it to next week and there's something about an established rhythm where you just say I know it's coming this is time for God as humans that's true of anything yes (laughs) it's true of all the disciplines if you can pick a time to do meditation a time to read your bible a time to pray a time to express gratitude when you do it at the same time every day it Mm -hmm. becomes that habit Mm -hmm. and that's really important and i think we've talked about some of the things that get in the way of the sabbath so let's talk just for a minute about the blessings Mm -hmm. of a sabbath so when you take time to slow down what kind of things can we expect uh, well, <laughs> when you're first starting out, <laughs> don't be surprised if you feel some agitation and some really strong amounts of boredom. <laughs> it's like slamming on the brakes. <laughs> it is. It was a it was a shock to the system when we got the whole family doing it at once. And the thing, though, that really sticks out to me is when God commands us to take a Sabbath, he doesn't just say take a day of rest. There's always a second part and keep it holy. And often the, the idea of to the Lord. Right, yeah. right. And so it's this time, it's this day in the week where you set aside what is work for you and you don't ask others to do work. Instead of that, you get to turn your eyes to the Lord and focus in on things that are holy. And so... For us, we've we've looked around and said the things that delight us, that that rest our bodies, that replenish our spirit, that restore the soul. So so things like worship or for me, I love being outside. So taking a walk outside or taking the time to lay a blanket on the grass and look at the clouds with my kids because we've got nothing better to do. We can. And, you know, I think it's a fantastic time to deliberately put in some spiritual discipline practices that maybe are are just too much for your hectic everyday normal routine. You can do a longer lecture divina, exactly. a longer time of meditation and silence. Exactly. It's a great day. I mean, even if it were the one day a week where you pray through all the prayer requests that have come your way throughout the week. Like there's some really it's just this open-ended creative time to to be who you were created to be and in a restful way. It's not your 
and this is where I think the the Pharisees, you know, Jesus cautions them because they were being so legalistic. Um, you know, back in the Bible times, they originally said, well, for the Sabbath, you shouldn't travel. They could only go, they couldn't travel. So they'd go in the day before the Sabbath started, they'd put their meal so many paces away from their house. And there was some interpretation of the law that allowed that if you ate there or had food there, then you could... Go extended from, your radius it, of travel. It did. It did. <laughs> so they they would make loopholes so that they didn't quote unquote break the holiness of the Sabbath, um, but they could still do what they wanted. And well, and this is where Jesus comes in and said the Sabbath was made for man, right? Not, not man right. for the Sabbath. That it's meant to be life giving, right? So it, it's not a day where we we can't come to you and say do this, don't do this, and that makes a Sabbath. But but the general principle is that God says his call to us is to set aside one day a week where we cease working so we can rest and delight in God and that holiness. And I think relationships with others yeah. fits under that umbrella. I think, you know, we were made in the image of God. So things that reflect God's image are worth doing on the Sabbath. Um, things that recharge you, that bring you things life that recharge again. you. And I think, again, not being, to, to keep from being legalistic, keeping in perspective that Christ also teaches that God's priorities should trump our Sabbath priorities. So if a, if a justice issue or a service thing, opportunity or a healing option comes up you on the Sabbath, donkey from the pit. if you need to save your donkey from the pit, that's okay. Um, it's really, it's really about happens. the, <laughs> I know we always tell the donkeys don't go in a pit on the They're Sabbath, but you know, listeners. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Okay. Um, I don't think it'd be funny. It'd be terrible. Your donkey's stuck in a pit. <laughs> oh, it'd be funny. We talk, we're talking about the Sabbath. All right, okay. back to Sabbath. <laughs> um, again, and I, I, I keep coming back to this. It, it's this beautiful opportunity to set aside the to-do list, the work list, the responsibilities of your everyday grind, and instead enjoy the family that you have and that you're with. Enjoy the friendships that are around you that you have enjoy spending time alone with god enjoy worshiping god it's about doing what you were originally created to do and the truth is despite what our culture tells us we were not created to just grind away all day long dreaming of retirement someday this golden mecca that'll fix everything it's that's not that's not it there can be so much more to your destination you know, we were created in the image of a God that rests, and God created us to be fully present, to be fully alive. Jesus in John chapter 10 says, I came to bring life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And so that is the invitation of the Sabbath, is life to the fullest in relationship with God, relationship with yourself, relationship with the others, relationship with creation, to find that rest, to find that wholeness, to recenter yourself. And we just have experienced and believe that when we can make that a rhythm, it carries over into the rest of your week too. That it it's does. not just about that one day. Yes. It reorients how you view things the other six days. You might right. discover you have a little more patience. You might discover you're a little more open to things changing. You're a little more open to compassion, to empathy, to mm -hmm. service. That you gain a new perspective on what's truly important and mm. what's not. So that's all the spiritual disciplines. When you practice them, they impact you then, but they always carry over into everything else that you're doing. Right. And so brothers and sisters, our prayer for you is that you may know that you are a human being 
created in the image of a God that rests, created for fullness of life, fully connected to God, fully connected to yourself, fully connected to others. So may you this week set aside time for a Sabbath. And we'll talk more later about our own experiences in depth. Mm -hmm. But we would also love to hear about yours. But however hard it is or however easy it is, may you set that time aside and may you discover the Holy Spirit in that time and place. Brothers and sisters, grace and peace be with you. If you have enjoyed listening to our podcast, we do have one favor to ask of you. It would mean the world to us if you would be willing to go to iTunes and leave us a review. That helps other people discover our podcast a lot easier. And it just would mean the world. So we do read the reviews when they get posted and we appreciate them very much. So if we would consider doing that, we would thank you for that. We'll see you next week.